Okay, good evening, everyone. I'll just like to um, call the regular council meeting of January 10th to order at 5 p.m. First of all, Happy New Year to uh, everyone who's uh, in Zoom land with us. And since it's our first meeting of the uh, new year, I'd just like to do our land acknowledgement. So we acknowledge the homeland of the many first diverse First Nation and Métis peoples whose ancestors have walked this land since time immemorial. We're grateful to work, live, and learn on the traditional territory of Treaty 8. So you have the agenda in front of you. And are there any additions or deletions? There are uh, two additions, uh, Your Worship. Uh, the first one is a letter from Kama to uh, Mr. McQuaig versus uh, COVID response. And that'll be under uh, the section uh, three, I think. Um, and then the second one is under section 14, FOIP division two exceptions, section 16, disclosure harmful to a business um, interest. Okay, so two additions. So, so the first one is gonna be under section 10, and it'll be item three. Right. Um, any deletions? There are none, Your Worship. Okay, would someone uh, care to uh, make a motion? Uh, thank you, Mr. Good. Moving the acceptance of the agenda as amended. All those in favor of the motion? It is carried, thank you. We have the minutes of the December 13th regular meeting in front of us. They were updated January 7th to correct a typo. So any other uh, things to note uh, with respect to changing or editing? Okay, would someone like to move the acceptance of those minutes? <laughs> uh, Mr. Ford, okay, all those in favor? <laughs> it is carried, thank you. Okay, any public hearings? There are none, Your Worship. Okay. Then we're on to presentations. And I understand the first one is from Community Futures uh, with respect to the 2021 Business Support Program with the final report. And, that is, no, sorry. Sorry. Um, and who do we have with us for that? That will be Randy. Uh, oh, sorry. Randy, introduce yourself. <laughs> uh, I don't think I need much introduction. I think I know pretty well everyone here. Randy Hodgkinson, the uh, general manager of Community Futures Peace Country. Um, thanks so much for, uh, for taking the time to uh, allow me to do this. I would also like to uh, take the time to congratulate you all. I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen any of you since the election. Uh, so congratulations on your election. What a good looking bunch of people. Uh, anyway, the, uh, some of you were on the uh, council when we started this program, it actually started way back in uh, February 2021 with um, uh, Mr. Scamahorn, uh, Mr. Good, and uh, Ms. Uh, Downing um, really uh, leading it off and looking for a way for the uh, town to, to uh, try to assist small business within the community uh, as they uh, tried to uh, pull themselves out of the COVID-19 crisis. Um, so that started way back in February, and then uh, we, we put together a real quick committee with uh, Mr. Scamahorn, Mr. Good, uh, Ms. Downing uh, from the town, and then uh, President Peter Herrett from the uh, Chamber of Commerce, 
um, executive director from the chamber, Ramona Toma, uh, as well as myself on the committee and uh, communications director, uh, Greg Town at the time. So uh, Greg and I spent some time and put together a proposal, which we presented to council on April 6th. Council uh, was uh, gracious enough to, to uh, agree that it was a, it looked like the program looked good. And uh, so we moved forward. So um, we started the program May 1st. I, I contracted uh, Danny Weirden as the project coordinator. She hit the ground running and uh, May 10th, we actually launched the program. Um, we actually ended up with, with 36 submissions at the end of the day. Of those 36, 11 um, actually qualified. So they, they met the eligibility, which mean, meant that they were, they were members of the Chamber of Commerce and or had a, a Peace River business license. Um, and of those 11, then eight went through the program. So uh, not nearly as good as I had hoped. Uh, I think uh, we ran into a few issues. Uh, I hope you all got our final report. We, I, I talked a little bit about in, in that report about where I thought the problems were. Um, that being said, uh, we, we've supported eight businesses and uh, those, those businesses were very, very appreciative of what we did. Um, a decision was made early on at the committee level that this should be a hand up as opposed to a handout. And um, I, I think at the end of the day, we were up against an environment that was um, built by the federal government and by the provincial government of handing out money willy nilly. And a lot of uh, small businesses expected that from the municipality. And of course, uh, the, the municipality hasn't got the wherewithal to really do that. So we, we went into this uh, to make it a, a coaching program as opposed to uh, handing out money. And so we lost a lot of, uh, a lot of the uh, submissions because it wasn't cash. They wanted cash. Uh, another thing that, that we've thought about, and we've talked about this quite a bit here in the office, uh, timing ended up not being great. As you know, we, we thought we were on the way out of the, uh, the COVID pandemic. And of course, we were, we were just heading into another wave uh, in, in that fall. So uh, timing wasn't great. Um, so, but, but again, at the end of the day, I think, um, you know, those eight that went through the program, I think we're very appreciative. I think it, uh, it raised our profile. It raised the profile of, of the, uh, the town and the chamber. Um, uh, and, and, and something that, that in my uh, good Lord, how long have I been here? 26 years. It's, it's really one of the first times that, that the town of Peace River and has collaborated with us on a program, a project like this. And uh, that's fabulous. That's that's amazing. And I, I think we uh, uh, we got that foot in the door. And, and uh, I think if uh, if we can continue this collaboration or some collaboration in the future, I think it's great. Um, it's 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 exceptional. I'll I'll leave it at that. You have my report. Uh, I won't read it verbatim, but uh, I I stand here to uh, to take questions and uh, comments. Um, so have at her, guys. Uh, thank you, Randy. Um, one question for me. So of the eight that uh, did take the coaching, they're still in business and uh, carrying on? Yes, they are. That's good to hear. Okay, councillors, do you have questions or comments? Uh, Mr. Good? 
I think one of the comments I'd like to make is, you know, Randy pointed out it was one of the first times that we've actually worked together with the with, with community futures and the chamber both together and in, in trying to accomplish something. And I think that that was really, as he puts it, kind of a, a very, very good relationship to build. And I think that that's something we should be looking at going forward. So I, I wanted to appreciate and also wanted to say, Randy, I appreciated the work you put into it and also our, the time our administration put into it. In fact, everybody who contributed to it in every respect, including the people who took advantage of it. Um, it's one of those areas where everybody was working together for the same end to try and achieve health, you know, for some of the businesses in our community. And you're right, we, we don't have the wherewithal to just hand out cash. I mean, the town just doesn't have the money to do that. But we did, there's that line, you do what you can with what you have. And I, and I feel very satisfied and very comfortable that we did what we could with what we had available to us at that time. So I'm very happy and thank you and everybody else for the work that was put into it. Thank you, Councillor Shannon. And this, was this, uh, I just want to clarify where the money of the town side came. Uh, would that be, Chris, from the CARES grant then, the economic development grant that we spoke about? It, it's from our economic development grant that, uh, yeah, we have. Okay, and then, um, so the, the program lasted right from May 30th to December 31st of this year, is that correct? Uh, we, we launched the website on May 10th. And the, uh, the, the consultants were done by May 30, or November 30th. So it, it ran for six months uh, uh, effectively. So we, we actually, okay, May, May 10th, we opened the program. Uh, August 30th, we closed down the intake. And then they had until November 30th to finish their, their consult, consultations. And so the consultants were... Were, was is that community futures then the consultants? No, we're we're not allowed to do that. That's that's um, WD doesn't allow us to do that. Anything outside of our, our mandate is we have to bring in outside consultants because um, we we get paid to consult. So this was something a little bit above and beyond that. So we brought in uh, uh, Danny Weirden. Actually, was the marketing consultant as well as the uh, program coordinator. Um, Stacy Messner was the HR consultant. Jennifer Horvath was uh, a business uh, business plan development consultant, and Kate Blakely was our bookkeeping consultant. So the four of them were contracted to deliver services uh, through the program, and all four of them were engaged. Um, there was more engagement with the, the marketing consultant, with the social media consultant, than than anyone. But we we expected that. I mean, that's that's. Everybody wants to know about social media these days. So, um, but every one of the consultants was engaged. And they were all local? Uh, Jennifer actually was uh, from Edmonton. She worked for the Business Link in Edmonton. Uh, so she did 90% she did, uh, of what she did was, was uh, virtual. Um, so she, she was actually up here for a little while and did some of it uh, in person, but most of it was virtual. So. And just one more comment then. So the program coordinator had the program coordinator line plus some of the consultant line then? It was kind of... Um... Yes. Okay. Yeah. She, she has done uh, social media uh, consulting for us as well as training for us. I know Danny well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Any further questions or comments? So, it, if I can, uh, yes, please. Madam Worship, the uh, uh, just wanted to make sure that everyone understands that that seventy five thousand was originally committed by the town, uh, graciously committed, uh, and in in actual fact, we only spent a total of twenty three thousand nine hundred. So there will be uh, around twenty one thousand will be the uh, the uh, portion, the town's portion, based on on the percentages. So. Um, and, and that has not been billed yet. You have not paid it yet. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. But you will get you will get an invoice quite shortly, actually. <laughs> oh, good way to start the new year. Pay our bills. Yes. <laughs> okay. Any uh, further comments or questions? And I one more thing, if I may. Um, because we haven't used the entire budget we thought we would, we've still got at least a third, a little over a third of, or two thirds of this budget left. Uh, I'm wondering if there's an opportunity for us to maybe think about doing this again this spring when maybe we actually get out of the pandemic. Um, it, it might be more appropriate. I'm not, I'm, I'm not convinced that 100%, but is it something that we could revisit? I would suggest probably yes we could revisit um mr scammerhorn though i was gonna i was gonna say like i mean we've if you think about all the groundwork that's gone into the the intake um you know the uh the intake survey and and the procedures for for doing it um consultants that are familiar with the program you know all these things that are still already in place um that initial investment that we've already Put into it, I think, uh, could be leveraged very well if other businesses, you know, some that maybe missed the first round. Uh, you had mentioned in your report, uh, Randy, that that there were some that kind of that that you know didn't didn't see that it was on. Right. So uh, I would I would be uh, I would be supportive of that for sure. Okay, I I and I don't think I would I would even uh, move into it until we see what's going on here. Uh, I mean, this this Omicron wave could could go forever, for all I know. Um, but but I think once we uh, once we're pretty sure that we're we're on the way out of it, then uh, then maybe I will I will revisit with you guys. So that sounds uh, good. So if you figure out something, revisit it with the administration, and then administration can uh, bring us that information. Um, Mr. Parker, should we have a motion to that effect or uh, what's actually, best? Actually, we actually uh, uh, your worship and council, uh, this would probably be a budgetary item, even though it was uh, last year's uh, financial money, um, the, the, the year gets closed up and um, we'll, we'll be over in some areas, under in other areas. So we don't know what our financial uh, end year is going to be. We'll be getting a report coming on up what this would be would most likely be for what you would like to do for the current year. And um, so I, um, I, I don't wanna uh, suggest one way or another, but I, I do think it's, it's a good program. And uh, I think uh, it, it should be a budgetary discussion for council. So do we need a motion to uh, remember it? <laughs> well, it, uh, uh, our usual thing is to accept the report uh, and refer the item to uh, admin, I believe, if you wish. Uh, Mr. Good, you had a comment or? That's what I was going to recommend to do is make a motion to accept for information and to refer the discussion to administration. Okay. 
Uh, any further discussion on that motion? All those in favor of the motion? Great, it is carried. Well, thank you very much, uh, Randy, and uh, good luck with uh, your community futures year again. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. I, I, I appreciate and, and I look forward to continuing working with the town. Um, I've got a, a, a I've got an amazing electric feeling from you people. So I, I love it. It's great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for coming, Randy. Thank you. Bye, Randy. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Okay, our next um, presentation is the Peace River Regional Women's Shelter Society, a request for a tax waiver. And do we have a presenter? Yes, I'm here. I'm Sandra O'Doherty. I'm the executive director here at the Peace River Regional Women's Shelter. Um, I'll just tell you a bit about myself. Um, I've lived in this community for 28 years. Um, I, in my previous life, I was a nurse and I've nursed in the Grimshaw Hospital, Peace River Hospital, uh, most recently with Grimshaw, um, Grimshaw and Peace River Home Care. Um, my boys were born and raised in Peace River community and they've all played hockey and they plan on staying here as well. So I have one that lives out, um, sorry, works at, at the mill. And then I have another one that works in at Manzer. And then I have another one that works in the community as well. So we're staying here. <laughs> um, so I'm relatively new to this position. Um, unfortunately, our previous executive director, Caroline Sorg, um, passed away May 21st, 2021. She died unexpectedly. Uh, we had, um, we had an inkling that she had some health issues, but she was at work the week before she um, passed away. So, so the reason why I'm making this presentation to you um, is because we were gifted graciously by the Babby family. Uh, we were gifted a, a, a home. Um, it's right behind the radio station, actually. It's a nice big yellow building. Um, it originally was intended for their staff to um, live there. Um, and then they graciously donated it to us. We did some, we had a grant from the government, um, did some fundraising and we were able to retrofit it into uh, one bedroom apartment downstairs plus office space and then two two bedroom um, apartments upstairs. Um, so second stage is for women and children that have come through our shelter and have been um, assessed as needing further assistance from us. We have an outreach program. We have a child empower and youth group as well. Um, so I'll go back a little bit. Our shelter is a 24 bed facility. Um, we have a stay of 21 days. Of course, if um, somebody needs to stay longer, then they will stay longer. Um, we, our mandate is to support women and children fleeing abuse. Um, if we do not, if we do have room, we will um, admit women and women um, that are homeless. Um, and we try very hard to um, do that, but we do also have to um, have space available for women and children that are fleeing abuse. Um, so, so the reason why I'm here today is to ask and actually beg for forgiveness um, for the 2020 and the 2021 um, tax bill that we did pay um, for the second stage shelter. Um, we are a not-for-profit organization and we rely on government funding and uh, fundraising in the community. Um, 
And so, and with COVID, obviously we did get money from the government to help out with those COVID funds. But as you all know, uh, groceries have gone up, everything's gone up 20 to 30%. So um, yeah, so I, I was, I, I did write a letter to, to you and I was asked to make this presentation, which I am grateful for you to allow me to do. So I can answer any questions, um, best of my ability. <laughs> So thank you. So to be clear, you're asking for um, a tax exemption for 2020 and 2021? Yes, um, we did not obtain the building. Um, it was gifted to us in 2020 um, and then uh, renovations commenced and um, and then we we had we were finished last year in 2021. Okay. Um, counselors, do you have further questions? Uh, Councillor Ford. So this is specific to the uh, gifted building and not the uh, the shelter on the north end. That's correct. We do not receive any government funding to run the second stage. It is all out of our um, original operational budget and any fundraising that we may do. We ask the clients that move in there to pay a nominal amount uh, for rent. So for rent, they would pay $550 for the two bedroom, which is all utilities included, and $450 for the one bedroom, all utilities included. That being said, if we have clients that are financially um, unable to do that, we are able to waive that. Um, obviously, we want to support them and help them to um, be able to pay their bills. So that's part of it is, is, is um, charging them a nominal amount. So. Uh, you're muted, uh, Your Worship. Here we go. That's the first one of the year. <laughs> anyway, it happens to everybody. Yes, indeed. Um, so what we usually do with presentations is um, take the information and then sometimes refer to administration for further um, uh, to develop further information and bring back recommendations to council. So I'm thinking that that's probably appropriate for uh, at this time. And it can take a, a month or two to get it to happen. Um, so um, I should mention that 2022, you, you've taken care of details with respect to the tax exemption yes. for that year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, well, at least I hope so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm pretty sure I have. Um, I do appreciate you taking the time to listen. And I don't, I honestly don't expect all of it back. But um, you know, just just a little bit would be great. I, anything that you can do, um, just because last year with Caroline passing away, and then the year before, I'm not quite sure what happened in regards to not applying for the tax exemption. Um, so I'm just I'm I'm just bringing this to your attention. And and if if there's anything that you can do, that would be much appreciated. So I thank you very much. Well, thank you very much. And I'm thinking that administration will be in touch with you for some clarification and so on. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, Goodbye. Would uh, someone care to uh, put forth a uh, motion basically to accept for information and um, for administration to uh, bring back a briefing note? Uh, I will. Mr. Boychuk. Okay. 
All those in favor of that motion? Great, it is carried. Thank you. Okay, we are now on to um, bylaws. And first one, uh, Mr. Parker, bylaw 2108, short-term borrowing bylaw with respect to MasterCard at ATB. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Your Worship and Council. Uh, this is just normal administrative practice we do every year. Uh, we do have credit cards that we uh, pay for some items. And we also have a line of credit that we use uh, at the bank. Um, so this is the first of the two bylaws this evening. Um, and because this is short-term borrowing, we do not need to, uh, uh, we could pass all three um, uh, um, uh, readings tonight if council wishes. Um, and what it does is just keeps us uh, in the ability to uh, um, use the credit card and the line of credit. Thank you. So the um, borrowing is for 150,000 for basically very short-term payments. Kind that of is correct. Okay, any uh, questions, councillors? Well, the recommendation is to uh, go through some readings. Uh, would someone care to start us on that path? Mr. Good, uh, what would your motion be? You're muted, Don. To provide first reading to bylaw 2108, a bylaw to establish short-term borrowing in the Alberta Treasury branch for the town's MasterCard account. Thank you. Any uh, further questions on that? Okay, then all those in, in favor of the motion for first reading. Okay, first reading is passed. Um, Councillor, care to make a, another motion? I'll move second reading. Thank you, Mr. Scammerhorn or Deputy Mayor Scammerhorn moves second reading of bylaw 2108 to establish a short-term borrowing for the ATB for the town's MasterCard account. All those in favor of that motion. Great. Um, Mr. Parker, is this one where we have to have a motion to go to third reading? That, yeah. that, that is correct. Okay, Mr. Ford. I'll make that motion. Mr. Ford moves that we go to third reading. Uh, all those in favor of that? It is carried. Um, would someone care to move third reading of this uh, bylaw? Uh, Councillor Shannon, thank you. So Councillor Shannon moves third reading of bylaw 2108, bylaw to establish short-term borrowing <coughs> of the Alberta Treasury branch for the town's MasterCard account. All those in favor? Thank you, it is carried. Okay, we have another motion. Our another uh, bylaw request for decision on 2109, the 2022 line of credit borrowing bylaw. And Mr. Parker again. Again, this is uh, part two. Uh, this is for uh, our short term uh, borrowing uh, uh, line of credit. This is approximately six, this is for $6 million. So, what basically uh, happens is we send out our utility uh, tax bills um, at the basically uh, end of uh, June, deeper to pay for it. So every year, halfway through the year, um, we, sometimes we are a little lower in funding. So we need a, a line of credit uh, because we don't have huge reserves uh, in the bank. And then we use that line of credit for a lot of our capital projects uh, until the new uh, uh, tax bills come on out and the coffers start getting filled up again. So the, again, this is just the, the normal uh, practice that we do uh, year in and year out. So uh, yeah. Okay, Councillor Good. 
I'll move first reading to bylaw 2109, a bylaw to maintain a line of credit at the Alberta Treasury branch. Thank you. Um, any further questions on that motion or concerns? All those, all those in favor of the motion? It is carried, thank you. Anyone care to put forth another motion? How about Mr. Carr? Actually, I have a question if I, okay. if I may. Is, is 6 million our, a pretty standard number? Is that our number every year that we have a line of credit? Uh, it, it just, it, for us, it's, it's a standard number. Um, okay. Other municipalities, some are higher, some are lower. Uh, when I was in Beaver Lodge, we had one pretty close to, I think, 3 million at the time. And actually, we had to increase it. When I was first there, it was one and a half, and we had to increase it. Okay. I was just curious. It was consistent with years in the past. Yeah. So would someone care to put forth a, a, the second reading, your motion for second reading? Councillor Shannon, thank you. Okay, Councillor Shannon moves second reading of bylaw 2109, a bylaw to establish a line of credit at the Alberta Treasury branch. All those in favor of that motion? Great, it is carried. Would someone like us to go to third reading? I'll move to <clears throat> third reading. Uh, Deputy Mayor Scammerhorn moves that we go to third reading. All those in favor of that motion? It is carried. Um, someone care to finish off this set of motions? I'll just wait. Uh, Councillor Good, you yeah. move. Third reading. Okay, third reading of bylaw 2109. All those in favor? Great, it is carried. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Parker. Okay, and now, uh, Mr. Parker, you're up for unfinished business, request for decision on the tax penalty waiver request, which is updated from January 7th. Correct. Uh, Your Worship and Council, uh, before you is uh, um, uh, an item that was actually brought back uh, or was at first uh, seen at Council in December 13th. Um, and what it was is uh, uh, Julie and Riel uh, Lacossiere um, asked for tax relief and um, uh, a re reminder of it, it is what happened is they did pay to the town of Barhead and uh, council, um, we administration had presented three options. Option one was to forgive all of the, the funding. Option two was to forgive none of the funding. And option three was to forgive some of the funding. Uh, what had happened during the process is uh, uh, the motion that was presented uh, that uh, administration wrote was kind of like a double negative. And so uh, the council had discussed about uh, this item for about 11 minutes and 30 seconds. And then after the motion was passed for another nine minutes and 15 seconds after as they were kind of saying, what did we just pass or not pass? And so that clearly shows that uh, if you know what you're doing and you have a clear motion, you wouldn't have to discuss it very long afterwards of what you've just done. So um, it really showed that uh, uh, administration is going to be writing uh, the motions a little bit better uh, for council to uh, to understand and all that. So um, basically, um, the thought pattern was, well, if you did one and it didn't pass, well, it's automatically is the other option. But because there was a third option that wasn't discussed at all, a partial um, uh, uh, um forgiving of the, the taxes, then that's where um, uh, council could have had this other option. So having said that, 
Um, administration did go and uh, follow up with Mrs. Le Corsier. Uh, we did have a very long uh, and a good fruitful discussion. She basically said she didn't expect anything to come back at all. Uh, she fully realized it was her mistake. Um, so then uh, during the process, the administration discussed and said, well, what if we were to make this suggestion to council that uh, the first month, the month uh, of uh, penalties of July, uh, which would be 300 um, and I think $10.37, if that first month actually is refunded back to you, but what we do is we do it via a credit onto your water bill. And uh, she says, you know what? I would love that. I would, if, if council wanted to do that, she would be satisfied totally with that. Um, because of the issue that when, when I was listening to the debate, um, uh, some of the things that came out was, well, there was no benefit to her by her paying her taxes late, uh, even though um, uh, it, uh, she, the money was refunded into her account. Um, there, there actually was a small benefit, and, and that small benefit is, is the interest that she did earn off that money for the three months while she was waiting, whereas uh, the town um, technically would have charged everybody else. So recognizing that she, in good intention, did try to uh, pay her taxes, even though it's to the wrong town, um, that's why uh, administration could give the recommendation at least, uh, you know, um, use this uh, credit, as we call it, to and apply it to her water bill. And, um, and then the other two months, uh, she still um, uh, has, will be responsible for it. And again, like I said, she she's perfectly fine with that, uh, that option. And so that's uh, uh, the, the recommendation from administration. But it's clearly now uh, up to council if they want to forgive the entire amount or if they want to just uh, uh, apply the one uh, payment uh, to her water bill. So I'll leave it with council. And, and it, now it's much clearer, both uh, motions. So I'm sure you'll know which way you want to go. So I'll just leave it like that. Okay, so we have um, had another uh, <laughs> a learning curve with respect to double negatives, shall we say. But uh, councillors, um, what, what are your thoughts with respect to the recommendation here? Uh, Councillor Good. On, on a procedural motion, do we not have to rescind the previous motion? No, you wouldn't have to on this one because it because you had three options there, uh, Councillor Good. Okay. Yeah. I just uh, just procedurally that's all. So, so and, and in I'm the past, in the past we have done it where we've done motion after motion after motion. Sometimes we've done three or four different motions before we finally settled on a motion um, that has given administration clear direction. And that's one of the other problems that you run into is uh, you, you get this uh, um, knowing administration knows exactly what council wants. Okay. To that's fair. And, and procedurally, sir, the motion was defeated, so it doesn't exist. Oh, okay, fair enough. Okay. Uh, councillors, uh, where would you like to focus our attention with the motion, perhaps? Well, perhaps I'll move the recommendation <laughs> um, that council applies penalty charges in the 2021 property tax bill 546010 of $310.37 to the water utility account number stated in the <laughs> stated in the briefing note. 
Thank you. Uh, councillors, further discussion? Okay, then, um, all those in favor of Deputy Mayor's uh, motion? It is carried. Thank you. Um, Councillor or Deputy, I'm forgetting who I'm talking to, but uh, CAO Parker, would uh, do we have any um, recommendations from admin to get us through some of the, the tax uh, relief questions or we should just uh, best practice is to carry on on an individual basis or admin would like uh, admin would like uh, recommendation or, or a motion from council to develop a policy on uh, forgiving of taxes um, what we found is we found that uh, um, there's been quite a few times where it comes on up and it, in in the long run it's best to run by policy and procedure um, so um, we have been collecting some policies from other municipalities, but um, um, we would like a formal motion for council saying, yeah, develop a policy on, on tax forgiveness. Is that the proper term, tax forgiveness? Or tax waiver? Like tax wa fee wavering policy, yeah, tax fee wavering, you know, tax forgiveness. Because in a lot of cases, like if you take a look at the one earlier tonight, the one earlier tonight is it's actually it's it's uh, it's uh, forgiveness because or sorry it's not a forgiveness it's 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 a refund because they actually paid the 2020 taxes already so that in that case to be a refund in other cases it would be a forgiveness uh, for someone and we've had some situations that we're dealing with right now on, on that and then there's other cases where it's uh, uh, yeah so I guess forgiveness or a refund. Uh, Councillor Good, then Deputy Mayor Scammerhorn. Why not just put a policy for tax variation? Use the word variation, and then you could bring back something that covers um, a number of different circumstances. Okay. Uh, Deputy Mayor Scammerhorn. Are there, um, we, we should go through looking at having a policy i would suppose but are there um advantages to us not having a policy like sometimes that can be the case you kind of have plausible deniability i guess sort of in a way right like oh well we don't have policy for that so you know have a nice day this is to a certain extent i believe covered under our uh fee waiving policy so it is already affected to a certain extent by policy. By, it's like we don't wait. Policy. It's a pretty quick policy from what I understand. Yes. Okay, so whatever admin brought back to us could incorporate what Deputy Mayor just said in some ways. Okay, uh, with uh, Councillor Good, you didn't make an actual motion or maybe you did. Did you? I think Councillor Carr would like to make a point there. Oh, uh, Councillor Carr, sorry. Yeah, could I just, I, I have a question on that. Would we not visit each case on a case by case basis though? Like, do we need a policy for that being as it is case by case? Well, one of the problems that you have when it's case by case, you should have some kind of a process uh, because um, you, you get yourself into trouble 
Um, and, and even administration gets into trouble if they don't have a process or a policy that's following for it. Because you know what, I'm going to give uh, you, Councillor Carr, a break because you're a councillor. But you know what, I'm not going to give the other guy down the street a break. Uh, and maybe he's not a counselor. And that's what people would perceive, whether it's the reality or not the reality. So um, that's that's why it's if you have a policy that's fairly and remember, you can make adjustments to your policy, but policies protect you in the long run. OK, but they're not they're not they're not carved in stone, though, I guess there, there are still exceptions. You can on only a case by case basis, just like the one we visited earlier. Okay. Thank you. I think what is occurring, if I'm correct, you can correct me, Mr. Parker, is that administration really doesn't have a policy. They have past practices. And what you'd like to do is to codify those past practices potentially. And then the person can appeal that decision to council, but the decision would be made based on policy. So it still doesn't stop the citizen from bringing the request forward to council, but it does to an extent protract administration from <clears throat> excuse me it does protect administration from any kind of assumptions of uh, favoritism or whatever they can say our policy is directed to do this you however because a person can bring almost any question of any policy we have to council for yeah. for uh, kind of reconsideration so i think Mr. Park is correct that we should have that there should be a policy that administration should can rely on and then the citizen uh, has the total right to bring that to council and say we'd like a reconsideration of that policy in this case. Is that what you're asking for, Mr. Parker? That's that's actually that's uh, uh, very articulated. Uh, I'll make a motion to that effect then, if nobody else wanted to speak. So your motion is that administration will uh, refer a policy back to us for to, for um, tax right. considerations, and then we'll take a look at that. Okay. Uh, councillors who haven't spoken, do you have any uh, questions, comments you wish to make? No? Okay, then um, voting on the motion and we're all clear on what this motion is. Okay. All those in favor of the motion? It is carried. Thank you. And, and, and just for account, the rest of councils, uh, the, the, this is a perfect example where we'll start off with a policy and you guys are going to have lots of say in it. It might take three or four months to actually physically um, come up with one uh, because there's certain components you don't like. And then uh, it doesn't stop us from adjusting it. Uh, if you take a look at um, so, uh, some of our policies, we brought it back yearly. And in some cases, we had one that came back, you know, after six months and then again, six months again. So um, policies designed to ensure that, uh, um, that things run smoothly. And we also have, they're flexible enough to be adjusted. Thank you. Okay, the next item is the unfinished business request for decision, or nope, that's wrong. New business, uh, a briefing note with respect to the community engagement um, uh, group, which it says is updated January 7th, 2020 or 2022. Um, and uh, who is going to speak to the, um, uh, no PowerPoint, I guess, that we have within our um, our agenda items. Don, you are okay. Don, Don is Councillor Good. Then, please. 
So I'm going to make the assumption that um, councillors have had a chance to take a take a look at the working group timelines and that, and um, and the report that is there. Um, basically, what occurred was over the Christmas holidays, um, some of us were sort of excited about what was going on, and I had mentioned that um, <clears throat> was going to probably be calling my sister on this, and because she's done a fair amount of this, and so. What happened, we had, the, I had a discussion with my sister. My sister put a bunch of stuff together and then forwarded it to me. I got a hold of Shelly and Brad, and this is where I have to apologize. Um, the, what the not involving um, Director Bell, and I, I see that you're there, Director Bell, but I don't see your smiling face, but I know that you were there and we never contacted anybody there. And it was an oversight on my part because the motion from the council appointed Councillor Goodcar and Shannon to the public engagement working group. And I kind of assumed it was us, but there was discussion of involving Director Bell and that was an oversight on my part. So I'd like to apologize for that uh, because that was basically as simple as it was is my not thinking. However, the good part of it was we got kind of excited. And uh, my sister put some stuff together, which I forwarded to Councillor Shannon and Councillor Carr. And we got together and went, went over the process and went over some of the questions that we had. And um, after that, I had a discussion with um, CAO Parker regarding this, at which point he had mentioned that probably be a good idea to talk to Director Bell and I had a conversation with Director Bell, which was an excellent idea. So what I'd like to do is if we go over the timeline, we're looking at the community engagement draft, which is what you have in front of you for tonight. We're looking between now and the end of the month to go over the um, survey questions, draft and test it. I think that um, we got an email this afternoon from Count, from pardon me, Director Bell, that we should have a meeting, and I think that that would be a really good idea to have a meeting with Director Bell and uh, Councillor Shannon, Councillor Carr, and the working group, and myself and the working group too. Um, take a look at the questions we want to ask, the direction we want to do, and see if we can, as much as possible, hold to this timeline, which means in the early part of February we would be getting a survey available for the public and in the mid part of February having, because we really want a short window of opportunity to answer, not to limit answers, but to get people focused on getting answers. Because a lot of the questions that we're asking in this survey are to sort of formulate our strategic plan going forward and then sharing the results with the public in, in early March. So has, are there any comments or questions at this time on the actual working group timeline, or is that an okay timeline to go for or to aim going forward? Um, Councillor Good, like I looked at this and I thought it's a very hard timeline, I'm thinking in terms of um, staff involvement, like anytime surveys seem to uh, come out, there's a, there's a lot of prep in, looking at survey questions to see if they're going to give you um, the data that you're you're wanting to get first of all and then there's um, well there's the usual technical stuff 
about getting them out and getting people together, especially during these COVID times. So I'm, I, I'm worried about the, the timeline that I see here, frankly, because really it boils down to about five weeks. We considered, we considered that, and it's a good point. The, the problem is we have two sort of conflicting aims here. We want a strategic plan roughly in the early part of the year. But do we want the strategic plan based on just our the six of our opinion or the six of administration opinion that becomes our strategic plan? Or do we want public involvement? So there's kind of a time crunch of having to have some of the um, surveys in place prior to our strategic plan or else, or else we assume that our strategic plan is, and this is possible, we might assume that our strategic plan is a work in progress and that we have a six month strategic plan and then a next six month strategic plan that is addressed more by the um, questionnaires or the survey. That's, that's really why we were pushing the timeline yeah. was because of the hard wall of the strategic plan. And if I could ask, um... Who were your surveys going to? Everybody we had we four groups that we had sort of uh, done. One was uh, businesses, one was um, adults, one was youth, and the other, somebody correct me, I don't have them in front of me. Um, CIO Parker, I think I sent them to you. Do you have them in front of you or uh, Director Bell? I can get I think them if I are they nonprofits, Don? Were there uh, yes. were they other community stakeholders? Other other community organizations. So there were four: adults, youth, businesses, and community organizations. A lot. Um, yeah. And, no, and we were looking well. at a at a well. survey that mm -hmm. would you would enter it. Yeah identify which of those four that you were responding to. And because surveys can be forked, in other words, once you say you're this, it'll take you down one path. Once you say you're this, it'll take you down another. We could really have one portal to the survey and then develop down. So there's some tech time in figuring how to manage that aspect, I would think, too. Some, it's not yeah. tremendously difficult once it's mapped. Yeah. Um, Councillor Shannon, you were going to say something. Excuse me. I would like to see what Tanya thinks about the timeline. I'd like to hear her, her um, thoughts on it. Me unmuting. Sorry. <laughs> Step one, 2022. Um, I I think we need to discuss it further to flesh out how this could work. Um, there are components that will be a little bit more challenging uh, with uh, how it's laid out, but as proposed a meeting later this week to flesh out more details uh, to make sure your administration has capacity to achieve um, so that you get the input you're looking for. We can ensure there's public engagement there absolutely will be. Um, it will just be volume of public input will be um, need to be looked at in the timeline that we have. It's pretty tight, but is there there is components we can achieve within the timeline? Yeah. Okay. So um, and part of the uh, thing is also reviewing the questions. I would understand, right? 
because um, a strategic plan, as I understand it, it, it's kind of got all sorts of elements in it. Everything from um, economic to cultural to recreation to whatever kind of thing you could think of that a town might be involved with or could be. Um, yeah, okay. And that so, was a large, if I may say so, that was a large portion of the discussion that the three of us had, four mm -hmm. of us had, was because the town can't do everything for everybody. We recognized that early on in our discussions that we're not, we're not super people. We don't have the wherewithal, the money or whatever, but there are different organizations in town that we can partner with or work with or engage with to say, we can't do this. Can you assist us in achieve? If, if these goals are aligned with your goals, can we work with that organization or those organizations to further those things? And there was a strong feeling, and um, Councillor Shannon and Councillor Carr could correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a strong feeling that we want to, one of the directions that we would like to see as the three of us in the working group, I hope I'm speaking for council, is a real engagement with the public of what they want to see this town achieve and how we can achieve it working together. So maybe it may be a different way looking forward. Councillor Shannon or Carr, if you can speak to that at all. Do you want to speak, um, Brad? I got some stuff I'll say too. I, I'll just go ahead and ask a couple questions then. What is um, the usual? Well, first of all, Tanya, I'd like to know your thoughts again on uh, what would you consider a um, plausible timeline then? And number two, uh, what, how did we you do it other years? Like, what was your public consultation then? Like, just to give me some back uh, history. So previous uh, strategic plans have had some consultation, others haven't. So different councils, different approaches. Um, again, consultation can be as broad and or as narrow as you choose it to be to work within whatever timelines you have to work in. Um, a strategic planning process for a council typically does a little bit higher level um, ask of the public. You don't get into the details as it were per se. That's part of your next step in your process of your administration developing options, councils looking at types of initiatives they want to achieve and then more detail is, is developed from there. Um, so I, I'm not sure I answered your question, Shelley. It's, you have lots of options um, and hence why I'd like to discuss it a little further in terms of capacity of your administration, along with Alicia Modi, cause she's our, um, almost our in-house expert as it were. And she's been integral in a number of I'm going to say the majority of our public consultations, whether it was a 12th of Davis events park or the IDP process, um, lots of good experience there that we can draw. Yeah. So I'm not sorry if I didn't fully answer that directly. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I, I just think it's, it's really important to be done. Yeah, uh, broadly and, and a, a great job has to be done of it or a Absolutely. job. But yeah, I totally understand what you're saying about yeah. capacity and, and meeting again with it, for sure. And, and the quality of your answers will be based on the quality of your questions. It's, mm -hmm. 
ultimately needs to be something that aligns with the overall consultation process and, and the consultants process also. They need to align so that you're not gathering information that you don't end up using because nobody likes to go through a process and then not see anything they said represented later within a planning document. So, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Councillor Carr and then uh, Councillor Boychuk. I think I think you're exactly right, Tanya. That the quality of the of the answers is almost more important than the quantity, but you know, quantity, we also want a, a good return on, we actually discussed different ways of, of maybe getting people to, to submit their answers and, and fairly quickly, such as, you know, a follow-up phone call or follow-up visit or whatever, you know, and, and we can discuss how we can do that. Um, because I know myself, if I'm given a survey, I usually set it on the desk and if it's filled out, it's done at the last minute, which is not really, you're not going to get your best results with that kind of a, response um yeah i don't know i think there's more discussion for this but uh i think i think like don said we we want to have it in time for our our overall approach you know this is important information that needs to be part of it so i'm concerned about stretching it out too far but i i would agree with you it is pretty tight it's good work um councillor boychuk uh, I love I love collecting data and I love what you guys have done so far. Um, just speaking from experience, I've ran two community-wide surveys, one pre-COVID and one after COVID. It, it's challenging and, and I'd like to reiterate what Madam Mayor is saying in your timeline. Unless you have that survey ready to go tomorrow, I don't think you'll, you'll you know, so we got some challenges. Uh, I got some ideas for you that could help you out. Um, who, who's going to formulate the data? Have you guys got an organization that's going to do that to make sure it's not, you know, because we can uh, utilize the U of A students sometimes to do it for free and stuff. And, but anyways, yeah, it's just uh, it's a challenging timeline to get out. And, and I think, you know, we have to be very creative if we want to get a mass amount of people in a short period of time here. Councillor Good? Yeah, I think I think we're actually all pretty much on the same page here. Um, that we see a short term and we see a long term. And I think one of the things that we're trying to get, unless I'm, unless I'm missing my interpretation, I don't think I am, is that we want to see community, community engagement as an ongoing process. So it may be high level at first, we want these things done in a short time. We may then say, okay, we've done this, we've got some feeling here, we want to then focus on, let's, I'm just going to throw something out here community um, organizations. And we may do that in the next six months. And we may do businesses in the next six months, or we may do whatever, but we, we I think we wanna see community engagement being a, a continuing and ongoing process and visible community engagement. Because while I think that there were, you know, there's differing views on the satisfaction with previous councils, there's, there always is at any election time. One of the things that came up was, I think that the public is very clear is that they do want engagement. And I think one of the things going forward that we would like to be doing is to be having that engagement and to have that engagement. What do they say? Justice is not only has to be done, it has to be seen to be done. And I think in our, in our case, we're looking at having engagement not only done, but being seen to be done. Okay. 
and two-way engagement. So I don't think we're operating at different purposes here. I think I really recognize uh, Director Bell's timeline issues of, holy crap, we can't ask everybody every question in two weeks and have the really good feedback. It's just not going to occur. Okay, well then let's have that meeting next week that you're talking about Director Bell with, with the working group. Let's get together, have that discussion, maybe change the timelines, modify or modify the content, but at least we'll all be working on the same thing. Yeah, I think the committee was to look at public engagement. So um, it uh, it was kind of a pretty broad or pretty narrow, depending on what you want to uh, deal, deal with it. So um, perhaps the, the committee will look at more, like you're saying, uh, Councillor Good, of a sort of a, a multi quarter year or multi-year type thing. So over time, you get to more um, uh, different uh, data groups sort of thing. And you keep making uh, a plan that's better and better and uh, suits more and more people for what their thoughts are as to what the town can uh, go forward with. So our strategic plan, it's uh, the fellow is set to come on the 11th and 12th of mark of march so that means you know kind of a week ahead of that probably something for input has to be ready if we're going to use it at that point in time sorry uh deputy mayor scammerhorn well and it might involve you know doing our strategic plan over more time i mean we put those two days in in march and those are really important days but it might mean we take you know, another couple of days, two months later, I, you know, we'd probably be better off having a really good plan and three and four months to lay it out than a really quick plan with three years and six months to lay it out. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I think it would be really, yeah, realistic to imagine us getting this, you know, maybe some of this data before our first meeting and maybe more data and another round of strategic plan work you know, in a couple months afterward and, and, and not, you know, just try to charge through the door on this uh, strategic plan idea as well. Yeah. Uh, Councillor Ford, any comments? Councillor Ford, any comments? No, nope, none for me. Okay, thanks. Um, okay, so on a go forward here, um, we've all read the document and I've heard Councillor Good uh, suggest and uh, meeting with uh, administration and coming up with a, a little fine tuning, I guess, of the timeline or, or whatever needs to be fine tuned and for the discussion. But uh, Councillor Carr, you have a comment? Yeah, actually, Tanya, in the in the, in, I, I would ask that maybe we include uh, Dawn's sister in in that meeting as well, if we could do that, since she was a, I'd say a big part in in this to date. So, Dawn Dawn and his sister did most of this. I I got to give credit where it's due, and uh, it'd be nice if it could be included in that. Dawn can get you all her information if possible. Thank you. Okay, so uh, or CAO Parker, do we need a motion coming out of this to know where we're going with it? Um, if, if Director Bell feels comfortable with what's happening, it's my understanding you're having a meeting this week and you'll flush out where you're going. That's basically 
my understanding. So I don't think you need uh, a motion right at this moment. Okay, and the understanding- We have a motion for the committee, right? So yeah. it's, yeah. So the understanding- I'd like to make one, just one comment for we can do is that uh, Director Bell, I, and I just want to apologize again for, and I'm very serious about this, to apologize for not <clears throat> calling you or having you involved. That was like totally a, got excited, Christmas holidays, gung-ho, shoot through the doorway and then go oops. So, and that was not on either direct on Councillor Shannon or Councillor Carr, that was totally on me. So I apologize. Okay, thank you. Uh, Councillor Carr, did you have another comment? No, you're good. Okay, so the understanding is that um, there'll be a good look at the timeline types of things, public engagement, uh, from a broad range of um, um, areas or sectors, I guess they're called, uh, would be important. And that as Deputy Mayor Scammerhorn has indicated, uh, strategic plan might not get totally fleshed out within two days. It might need a revisit over time. And um, a revisit over time in terms of writing the strategic plan, I think is what he was saying. Yes? Okay, thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, committee, um, a lot of thought went into this. Um, and it's uh, good, I think all councillors uh, were hoping that we would, yes, have more public engagement of some sort. It's just hard to manipulate around this COVID business at times as well. And uh, sometimes internet access is also still a, uh, an issue. So <clears throat> onwards we go, I guess, but thank you. Okay, so the next uh, topic is uh, the requ a request for decision with respect to the Battle of the Badges. And um, Director Bell, the Firefighters Association is involved here. Yes, uh, your worshiping council, this is an enabling report uh, request for decision asking for mayor and council's attendance or enabling to be attending the Battle of the Badges, a uh, charity hockey game between the RCMP and the fire department. And they're also specifically asking to have the mayor provide a ceremonial puck drop at the beginning of the event. Don't worry, there's a, a nice rolled out carpet for you. I don't, don't have, have to skate, there. that's good. No, I don't have to skate. <laughs> and I'm not going to say the title of the event. It's the Battle of the Badges. Um, great. Uh, what uh, is Council's uh, wish on this? Someone care to make a motion to <clears throat> let us go forward? Uh, Deputy Mayor Scammerhorn? I'll move that all Council be uh, able to attend the event and that the Mayor herself, no designate allowed, must <laughs> drop the puck. <laughs> okay, you said drop it, not throw it, so... <laughs> I, I can amend that if you wish. Uh, no, it's good. <laughs> Whatever you wish. <laughs> I think I'll I make, we'll, we'll make it the mayor or designate, just in yeah, case you come down with the sniffles. Something happens, yeah. Okay. Um, I think we're kind of clear on this motion. So uh, would you uh, be in favor of the motion? <clears throat> okay. Everyone's in favor. It is carried. Thank you very much. And we're oh. looking forward to... Some so do we just walk in there on the day of and say, do you know who I am? And they just let us in. Is that how that works? 
I kind of think so. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I'll RSVP if you could let me know. Um, I'll RSVP on your behalf to the organizing individual. So and I'll just say all seven and then it covers you. Yeah, right. great. And I do know for anyone that's listening out there that it says there's a $10 entry or food bank donation accepted at the door. And children under 12, 12 and under are free, it says. So uh, we'll have to be following the COVID rules with respect to the um, uh, arena and go from there. So I hope we do well. Okay, so did we... Did we accept uh, for information the um, community engagement um, report? No, we 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 we, uh, we just moved forward to just meet. Okay. And, and there was no motion to, to meet because you've already had that motion. So um, if you wish, I, I probably would be appropriate to accept yeah. both of those. Okay. So would uh, someone care to put forward a motion to? Accept the uh, briefing note, community engagement, well, actually, community engagement report for information. I'll move. Thank you, Councillor Shannon. All those in favor of that? Thank you. And we have a motion on the other one, so we should be good to go. Okay, we are now at reports, and we have quite a lengthy document from the Peace Library system. It's their 2022 budget and their plan of service. So they have to do these annually, as does our municipal um, library. And basically the plan of service is somewhat similar to a strategic plan, only in library terms. So they are indicating that um, the municipal local appropriation for 2022 remains unchanged at $6.37 per capita. So this is what the town pays to the library for the library, regional library system to do all sorts of things to help our public library here. And the budget as is indicated is about 3 million operating for the year. And you can go into details as much as you want, but does anybody have uh, questions they'd like to put forward for the uh, regional library? I'm getting head shakes. So would someone care to uh, move the acceptance of the report for information? Councillor Ford. Councillor Ford moves the acceptance of the Peace Library System 2022 budget and plan of service for <coughs> all those in favor. It is carried. Thank you very much. Okay, then we're on to the uh, an email from BC Hydro with respect to Lower Peace, Lower West Peace dewatering. And basically, um, BC Hydro sent a memo saying that uh, their points of contact, if we have questions, are two fellows from BC Hydro. So Bob Gamer and a Martin Jessick. So we'll just note that, I guess, for future reference. Anybody have any questions on that? Okay, the next item is the Peace Service School Division request for support for AHS services. And reading over this, um, you might've heard on, on the news and other uh, media that AHS has um, 
decided not to renew the, contact, the contract of a Dr. Soper, who is the psychiatrist um, that comes to this area to help the school division. Um, basically, he is about the only psychiatrist, is my understanding, that comes here that can um, prescribe medications for students. And uh, as of, I think it's December 31, his contract is um, no longer. So there's a large segment of our uh, residents who have um, children who are in need of this service. And according to the school division, they're unsure as to um, a timely solution to how they're going to have these services in the future. And uh, I don't know anything further to add to that. Um, anyone? Councillor Ford. Even in uh, with the meetings that I've had with the school board, even in past councils, the uh, one of the, the biggest concerns was uh, mental health of, uh, of students in our area. Um, it has been on the it has been on the rise from what I've been told in the, in the meetings that I have attended. And uh, this is something that uh, I would actually myself personally, I'd like to see the uh, town write a letter of support um, to uh, have somebody in this position or renew the contract. Yeah. Okay, so um, that, that's a motion, right? Yeah, I can make that a motion. If you would, and then we can focus. <laughs> okay, Your Worship, I'd put a uh, motion on the floor that uh, to direct administration to um, write a letter in support of uh, renewing the uh, Dr. Soper's contract. Or perhaps the... the and perhaps the need for that type of service that that will work in a timely fashion they mention a time they're saying they're not confident there's a timely solution so maybe in our letter something about timely solution would be helpful too yeah um counselors other comments yeah this is this is it's tough to see this service going away this is something that uh you know students that i've had have benefited greatly from we generally have uh in our school alone anywhere from three to more three or more students that that rely on this service uh so you know multiply that by however many schools you know we have in the area plus more this it's a big corner of the province that this doctor's service covers so it's uh it's it's gonna it's gonna be uh it's gonna create a lot of difficulty for some families a lot of families that have that you know generally are having a difficult time to begin with and accessing these services or having to travel for these services or whatever is is going to be for some just not possible yeah thank you could, could the schools not also write a letter with with basically saying what you said byron as well in support along with the town's letter yeah that would be something that we would like as a school we you know we would go through the school division for that we kind of wouldn't it would sort of be like you know jim's department writing a letter at the same time that we are you know sort of thing it would be like i mean you can but you know so we're you know the school division is is advocating for for our school and and all schools kind of on behalf of us so I mean, I'd certainly encourage individuals, uh, you know, to contact 
even to uh, to contact their local representation, you know, their provincial representatives as well, um, and kind of thing too would be uh, probably really helpful. Okay. Any other comments? Okay. Do we know why this contract is not being refilled? Is is the doctor moving, or are they cutting this position? I just can't feel that. He, he he comes to the area as a visiting doctor. So I don't, we don't know, and the letter doesn't say that the school division knows either. Because I know uh, from the AHS board standpoint, we've been trying to get a child psychiatrist here, and supposedly we have one. So I'm wondering if maybe they've got one and now can discontinue the contract at the school because they have a full-time one here. Uh, I'm just wondering what's going on there, if there's more details. Hard to say. I don't know. <laughs> So we would write under the motion, we would, uh, the town would write a letter to AHS, uh, copies to, I guess, the school division, MLA, and whoever else uh, would be uh, in the line here uh, with respect to the loss of this service and its importance to our uh, community and our school uh, students and families. All those in favor of the motion? It is carried. Thank you very much. Uh, just something to add to that. Like I, I see where you're coming from, Councillor Boychuk, and and I wonder if just admin in the process of you know drafting the letter, if you know if you could you know poke around at a couple of those questions of if this is if this service is you know maybe being replicated or covered some other way or whatever. Just. Um, I don't believe the school division is in the habit of you know requesting support for for things, you know, like pulling the trigger early on this kind of thing, right? So. No, and I was talking to Lori, I believe they lost a, a school counselor as well. So, you know, this means they're in dire straits for, for any mental health supports, because I believe they had a support worker there as well that they've, they've lost. So, you know, and, and um, I've talked to the HS leaders in our community, so we can, I can get you the names, we can forward in a letter to them and, to the mental health addictions office with the minister's office with MLA Dan Williams. They're addressing this issue because uh, since 2018, Alberta uh, children's emergency visits have gone up 40% and we don't have any mental health beds here. So we're, we, we're at the point where we need to add services, not be cutting. Yeah. So we need to put pressure on these guys hard because these kids are suffering and not just write a letter. We need, to send a strong statement, in my opinion, is, is what's going on here. When we can prove we have major mental health issues and we're losing services. How do you justify that? And what they might do is they might be saying, hey, well, we're still, we're actually providing services. They might say we're providing psychi uh, psychologists as opposed to psychiatrists. And, and uh, a psychologist, I, I do not believe, if I'm, um, I could be wrong, but I don't think they could prescribe medication. You know, so... Um, they, way different they might say we're providing more services, but really they're not, uh, because you could probably get, you know, a, a psychologist a little cheaper than you can a psychiatrist. You know, so um, having said that, we could do some research. The other thing is, Doctor uh, Soper has uh, been willing to come to our area for yeah. years, and uh, that is a big, to it's a big thing, <laughs> because not all are willing to have a practice 
someplace else and take uh, a week or day, a month or whatever it is to come to Peace River. So, okay. Thank you for your comments, everyone. Um, there is also an addition to our agenda. And this was a letter from the Canadian Association of Municipal Administrators. And it was to um, Jim McQuaig, who's our Director of Engineering and Infrastructure. And basically it was uh, a letter thanking Jim for his um, service during the two years dealing with the COVID or pandemic. Um, pulling together uh, his department and working as best as he could with his staff uh, throughout that pandemic and um, basically saying thank you. So on behalf of council as well, Jane, thank you. It's been well appreciated and we know that we uh, as council don't always see what's going on behind the scenes and uh, knowing uh, who's available on any day-to-day -day basis to actually do the work that uh, council is um, uh, hoping is being done. And uh, so thank you for that. And uh, actually hope you got to de-stress over Christmas a bit. <laughs> I did. And I thank you for the kudos. And this is not just uh, kudos for myself, but it's kudos for my entire team because, you know, I rely on them to, to, uh, accomplish a lot of the things that we have throughout town as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that I've seen uh, public works. Uh, we certainly see them visible in the streets trying to unthaw a few things lately, which has not been a pleasant experience, I'm thinking. Well, and especially I, uh, fixing our, our latest water break at minus 41, so. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I almost think it would be better just to if you could close the shop because things start breaking when it's too cold and stuff like that, but you can't really do that uh, because services are expected and some services, uh, well, like water and sewer, it's kind of a yeah. mandated kind of thing. Uh, I'm not forgetting the community services and recreation department in all of this as well, trying to keep up with uh, the regulations and um, Really, the town operates as an employer. Of, we have employees, and like everyone else that has employees, employees become ill, and the COVID thing has affected the town as much as any other business as well. It's just we're kind of have a public front, so it's a little different in that aspect. But thank you again, and uh, Director Bell, thank you also for your staff uh, during these times, uh, putting up with. Um, I'm sure all sorts of things that we don't want to hear about <clears throat> because we know that we're public identities sort of thing. So uh, would someone care to move um, the acceptance of uh, item, um, well, I guess all, all the items, uh, one, two, and three for information from this section. Uh, Councillor Shannon, okay, all those in favor? Thank you, great. Do we have any notices of motion? Councilor Parker. No, no. None? None. No, sorry. Comments from the public at this meeting? Uh, we don't know that anyone's commenting, I guess. Okay. There are none, Your Worship. We currently have two viewers. Great. Okay. Well, they're hanging in there. That's good. Uh, key communication items. Um, Ms. Bouchard, uh, what's your thoughts? 
Alrighty, so my thoughts, Your Worship, is both presentation items uh, with Community Futures in the Women's Shelter S Society, as well as both by bylaws that had a request for decision, uh, 2108 and 2109. Um, the request for decision uh, regarding the Battle of the Badges, um, as well as the um, letter for support for AHS services, uh, the motion to direct administration to write a letter, um, as well as anything else that you might think is noteworthy or any rest of the council. Councillors, anything further? Okay. Okay, well, the other one I can think of is uh, councillor, or the council is examining uh, ways to do public engagement with respect to our strategic plan. Work is started on that. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you. Okay, so uh, council, uh, would you like to take a 10 minute break and then we'll come back and go into closed session and carry on? Yes, okay. So that means we're back here at 634.